0: This audio is presented by Hacker Noon, where anyone can learn anything about any technology. Control TCP retransmissions, early issue detection to prevent data loss, by Oleg Tolmashov. Hash-hash introduction in this article, I'll address a critical aspect of TCP communication, effectively managing scenarios where the server fails to respond. I focus on a specific scenario where the application only sends data over TCP without receiving any application-level response from the server. This exploration covers TCP communication from the application's perspective, highlighting both the application layer and the underlying OS operations. You learn how to set effective timeouts to avoid data loss during unresponsive server instances. I'll provide code examples in Ruby, but the idea stays the same for any language. The challenge of silent TCP servers. Imagine you're working with an application that consistently transmits data over a TCP socket. While TCP is designed to ensure packet delivery at the transport level within the defined TCP stack configurations, it's interesting to consider what this implies at the application level. To better understand this, let's construct a sample TCP server and client using Ruby. This will allow us to observe the communication process in action. And the And let's encapsulate this setup in containers using this and Now, we can easily run this with and see in logs how the client sends the message and the server receives it pretty easy so far, huh? However, the situation gets more interesting when we simulate a server failure for an active connection. We do this using we observe that the server is now offline, yet the client behaves as if the connection is still active, continuing to send data to the socket without hesitation. This leads me to question why this occurs. Logically, the client should detect the server's downtime within a short span, possibly seconds, as TCP fails to receive acknowledgments for its packets, prompting a connection closure. However, the actual outcome diverged from this expectation. In reality, the client may remain unaware of the disrupted connection for as long as 15 minutes. What causes this delay in detection? Let's delve deeper to understand the reasons. In depth, TCP communication mechanics. To fully cover this case, let's first revisit the basic principles followed by an examination of how the client transmits data over TCP. TCP basics here is the basic diagram illustrating the TCP flow. Once a connection is established, the transmission of each message typically involves two key steps. One, the client sends the message marked with the PSH push flag backslash. Two, the server acknowledges receipt by sending back an ACK acknowledgement response. Communication between the application and socket below is a simplified sequence diagram illustrating the opening of a TCP socket. Be an application and the subsequent data transmission through it. The application makes two operations 1. Opening a TCP socket. 2. Sending data to the open socket. For instance, when opening a TCP socket, as done with Ruby's command, the system synchronously creates a socket using the system call and then establishes a connection via the system call. As for sending data, Using a command like in an application primarily places the message into the socket's send buffer. It then returns the count of bytes that were successfully queued. The actual transmission of this data over the network to the destination host is managed asynchronously by the TCP IP stack. This means that when an application writes to the socket, it isn't directly involved in the network operations and might not know in real time if the connection is still active. The only confirmation it receives is that the message has been successfully added to the TCP send buffer. What happens when the TCP server goes down? As the server does not respond with an ACK flag, our TCP stack will initiate our transmission of the last unacknowledged packet. The interesting thing here is that by default TCP makes 15 retransmissions with exponential backoff which results in almost 15 minutes of retries. You can check how many retries are set on your host. After diving into docs, it's becoming clear. IPSYSCTL TXT documentation says greater than the default value of 15 yields a hypothetical timeout of 924. 6 seconds and is greater than a lower bound for the effective timeout. TCP will effectively time out at the greater than first RTO which exceeds the hypothetical timeout. During this period, the local TCP socket is alive and accepts data. When all retries are made, the socket is closed, and the application receives an error on an attempt to send anything to the socket. Why is it usually not an issue? The scenario where the TCP server unexpectedly goes down without sending FIN or TCP flags or when there are connectivity issues is quite common. So why DOSIC situations often go unnoticed? Because in most cases the server responds with some response on the application level. For example, the HTTP protocol requires the server to respond to every request. Basically, when you have code like it makes two main operations. One. Writes your payload to the TCP socket's send buffer. From this point onward, the operating system's TCP stack takes responsibility for reliably delivering these packets to the remote server with TCP guarantees. Backslash. 2. Waiting for a response in a TCP receiving buffer from the remote server. Typically, applications use non-blocking reads from the receiving buffer of the same TCP socket. This approach simplifies matters considerably because, in such cases, we can easily set a timeout on the application level and close the socket if there is no response from the server within a defined time frame. However, when we don't expect any response from the server, except TCPAC acknowledgements, it becomes less straightforward to determine the connection status from the application level the impact of long TCP retransmissions. So far, we've established the following. 1. The application opens a TCP socket and regularly writes data to it. Backslash Two. At some point, the TCP server goes down without even sending an RST packet, and the TCP stack of the sender begins retransmitting the last unacknowledged packet. Backslash dot. Three. All other packets written to that socket are queued in the socket send buffer. Backslash Four. By default, the TCP stack attempts to retransmit the unacknowledged packet 15 times, employing exponential backoff, resulting in a duration of approximately 924 six seconds, about 15 minutes. During this 15 minute period, the local TCP socket remains open, and the application continues to write data to it until the send buffer is full, which typically has a limited capacity, often just a few megabytes. When the socket is eventually marked as closed after all retransmissions, all the data in the send buffer is lost. This is because the application is no longer responsible for it after writing to the send buffer, and the operating system simply discards this data. The application can only detect that the connection is broken when the send buffer of the TCP socket becomes full. In such cases, attempting to write to the socket will block the main thread of the application, allowing it to handle the situation. However, the effectiveness of this detection method depends on the size of the data being sent. For instance, if the application sends only a few bytes, such as metrics, it might not fully fill the send buffer within this 15-minute time frame. how can one implement a mechanism to close a connection with an explicitly set timeout when the TCP server is down to avoid 15 minutes of retransmission sand losing of data during this period? TCP retransmissions timeout using the socket option. In private networks, extensive retransmissions aren't typically necessary, and it's possible to configure the TCP stack to attempt only a limited number offer-trees. However, this configuration applies globally to the entire node. Since multiple applications often run on the same node, Altering this default value can lead to unexpected side effects. A more precise approach is to set a retransmission timeout exclusively for our socket using the TCP underscore user underscore timeout socket option. By employing this option, the TCP stack will automatically close the socket if retransmissions do not succeed within the specified timeout, regardless of the maximum number of TC pre-transmissions set globally. On the application level, this results in an error being received upon attempting to write data to a closed socket, allowing for proper data loss prevention handling. Let's set this socket option in. Also, from my observations, the TCP underscore user underscore timeout socket option is not available on macOS. Now, start everything again with, and at some point, let's stop the server again with, at tilde 12 hours 37 minutes and 45 seconds, I stopped the server, and we saw that the client got almost in 5 seconds, great. Let's capture a TCP dump with, it's worth noting that the timeout actually occurs in a bit more than 5 seconds. This is because the check for exceeding TCP user underscore timeout happens at the next retry. When the TCP IP stack detects that the timeout has been exceeded, it marks the socket as closed, and our application receives the error also. If you are using TCP keep alives, I recommend checking out this article from Cloudflare. It covers the nuances of using tcp-user-timeout in conjunction with tcp keep Thank you for listening to this Hackernoon story, read by Artificial Intelligence. Visit hackernoon.com to read, write, learn and publish.